more fun than a plate of pasta at Adrian's. <laughs> You're going to replace my voice with Sylvester Stallone, right? Actual Sylvester Stallone, yeah. yeah. It's the only way it'll redeem this attempt at an impression. He'll be like, I heard Stephen Miller. His impression's not so good. I mean, I know I got punched in the face a lot, but I don't sound like that. I was so hard-headed at first. My grandma didn't even believe in me. I kept going, though. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 388 with a review of Creed. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, earlier in the feeds, we took on... Uh, took on the old good dinosaur and we gave it the good old one two and a few uppercuts and it's down for the count and it is gone and it is out of here and we are now the champion of the world uh but here we're gonna be talking about uh talking about creed cue some southpaw music right now oh yeah <laughs> as i sit here and give me more editing work to do and i'm not even i'm gonna be really mad at myself at that moment in time i'm like damn you chris why did you make me go back and do that shit but anyways, <laughs> Stephen, how are you doing this fine 30 minutes after the last time I asked you this question? A whole lot worse than 30 minutes ago, Chris. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> 30 minutes ago, we hadn't reviewed The Good Dinosaur yet. That's right. But the good news is that The Good Dinosaur is good and gone. So now we're talking about Creed, which, I mean, it's not... It, it, Creed doesn't have high to go to beat our feelings on the good dinosaur so hopefully it was able to do that it did have rocky Balboa in its corner you know training it so yeah it the good dinosaurs are pretty easy win i think yeah yeah pretty much i mean it's going to jail anyways so it's probably his last fight (laughs) (laughs) anyways I'm so tapped out from Good Dinosaur. (laughs) I got no no banter left in me. Oh, that's very sad. Well, I'm bloodied and bruised, and I've got a guy who's kind of stitching this area above my left eye right now (laughs) just so I can make it back in the round and review Creed. All right, well, I am going to cover up Steven's good eye and ask him how many fingers I'm holding up. While you guys listen to the trailer for Creed, then we're going to come back and give you a review. He's right over here. We had to separate him. He was fighting with the other inmates. Hey, Donnie. Your father was a great man to me. I don't know him. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Well, I think you could be great, too. So what made you want to fight? My pop was a fighter. Died before I was born. Bounced around, foster care, in and out of juvie. I've been fighting my whole life. It's not a choice for me. You see this guy here staring back at you? That's your toughest opponent. Who's next? I believe that's true in the ring, and I think that's true in life. So you're going to leave me, too? You know how many times I had to carry the heavyweight champion of the world up these stairs because he couldn't walk. Ribs broken, nose broken, eyes swollen shut. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of taking on the name and losing. Call me a fraud. You're still caught in the shadow. Every move that I make, every punch that I throw, 
Everything's gonna be compared to him. You are Apollo Creed's son, so use the name. It's yours. This kid's being no way, he's never faced nobody. You don't know nothing about me. You are false Creed. You do this, you're going into a storm. What's wrong with you? Hey, somebody help! Rocky's sick. I found fight in the darkest of times. If I break, I ain't gonna fix it. I found Everything I got is moved on, and I'm here. You're sitting there crying about nobody's around for you. I'm here for you every day. I'm standing right in front of you. Just like any other fight. So if I fight, you fight. I found life on this planet. Damn it, I've been damaged, but I, I can manage. I won't take this for granted. Bring back everything that's ever hurt you. All the pain you had inside. They don't know what we've been through. You belong here. I found You should be able to grab one of these birds. Are you serious? I am serious. Chickens are slowing down. <laughs> here we have Creed. It's a story of, you know, like just... Just this kid who wants to become, like, a big boxer and make a name for himself. And there's just one little catch. He's the son of Apollo Creed, who is, you know, from the Rocky franchise. And that's a big deal. So he's going to try to get help from Rocky to train to become a better fighter. And uh, hopefully do what he wanted to do, which is make a name for himself. So, Stephen, were you excited to see this film at all? And uh, Mm -hmm. did you like it? Uh, so I was not remotely excited to see this movie. Um, well, so let, hold on, let me pause you. Yeah, for so a we second, didn't do the fast. normal the normal thing we do where we talk about our relationship with the other movies. Well, mostly, mostly, I mean, well, yeah, we can do that too. But mostly, I want to know if you saw uh, Rocky Balboa, the last film. No, I avoided that one. Mm, okay, well, that's, okay. So go go ahead and talk about your your relationship to the franchise. Yeah, my relationship is basically. I have seen all of the older Rocky movies, certainly. I've seen Rocky 1 a bunch of times, 2, 3, 4, at least a few. And what I would call the modern generation of Rocky movies, I've just had no desire to watch them. Um, I I like the older movies. They have a very fun, campy quality about them, kind of this good old-fashioned root for the underdog. Um even even Rocky Four, I think that was the Soviet one, right, with Drago. Uh, sure. I don't remember the order of them. What, whatever it was, even so that's the one like, that's connected to this one. <laughs> yeah, even that the the premise is so goofy and outdated on on its head. You know, it's um this Cold War era U.S. versus Russia. The Russian guy is like this evil monster who. Probably not a spoiler now. Kills Apollo Creed, I think. Um, not since, not since Pawn Sacrifice have we had such a great battle oh, yeah. between two members of an opposite force. Yes, but I mean, yeah, for for all the dumbness, it it is a lot of fun, and I think there's a place for those movies. Just typically for me, that place is in the past. <laughs> like there are so many enjoyable older films which have this kind of very simple root for the hero to beat the bad guy mentality that I feel like when a newer movie comes, I expect too much of it. Like I expect it to be a little bit more nuanced. And my belief from the trailer of Rocky Balboa was that it would not have that quality 
it kind of like how I get worried about the Star Wars movies, where no matter how they are, I'm afraid to watch them because they will not be campy in the way that the older movies were campy. And what's left is either going to be kind of very nostalgia heavy or something that just feels uncomfortable. So yeah, I I avoided the other Rocky movies and I was going to avoid this one if not for all of the praise <laughs> I heard that told <laughs> me that this might be a movie worth watching. Well, well like you I've used to watch all the Rocky films like basically it, it it's kind of like our conversation about um uh james bond like it was sort of the thing that like rocky movies were always on and always playing and like it was the one thing basically you could flip to any channel and one of three things would be on it would either be a james bond film it would be a rocky film or it would be friends in syndication right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like those are the three things that you can turn to any channel in the mid 30s (laughs) and like find one of those on 24 hours a day um and you know I, i i enjoyed them but never really was too into them I saw Rocky, Rocky Balboa, and I was actually surprised, like pleasantly, by how um, much I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's a film that had a surprising lot of heart to it, and uh, you know, it wasn't all about like being showy. It was mostly about a guy who used to do this thing coming back and trying to fight again, sort of halfway to prove to himself that he could still do it. And it was less about like like oh yeah, watch the hero be super awesome and more like a film where you kind of felt sad for him just because you could really see like just the toll that that life has taken on Rocky. Like mm-hmm. his basically body. the wrestler. Yeah, basically, yeah, it, it was basically the wrestler. Um, except for it's a, uh, it's less people call boxing a face fake sport. Yeah. But, <laughs> but equal uh, amounts of plastic surgery in the main character. Yeah. Yeah. But basically it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a similar thing. So, I mean, I actually kind of enjoyed it. So, when I heard that they were making another one, I wasn't excited. When I saw the trailer, I was like, you know, this could be good. I, like, I, I was, I was not, um, I was not averse to seeing the film. And then, obviously, as you said, we've been hearing a lot of praise um, for the film, so I was excited that it might actually turn out to be good and not just be bad. But I was optimistic because of my enjoyment of Rocky Balboa. So, go ahead, Stephen. Did it live up to the praise? Um, in general, I would say yes. I, so basically what I was afraid of is that this movie would rely only on nostalgia. Like in my mind, either it is praised for nostalgia or it couldn't be praised because I feel like you can't just make a Rocky movie in the vein of older Rocky movies and have them have it work out in 2015. Yeah. Um, And nostalgia wouldn't do much for me because as much as I've enjoyed the other Rocky movies, I have no emotional connection to them, right? Like, I had to be refreshed upon watching this movie as to, oh, yeah, Apollo Creed did die, and this is that character, and this is what happened to Adrian. Like, like there there was nothing. Whatever scene was meant to call back to a pivotal moment in the earlier movies was completely lost on me. Well, so, so, so here's the funny thing about that, though. One, one thing that I actually think is pretty awesome that the film did, and, and, and it, it could be accidental, but I want to pretend like it was on purpose. But ba- basically because our main character, our, our, our new younger Creed, because he doesn't want to be known for his father's legacy, he's constantly trying to remind everybody that he's not a part of those other films. <laughs> 
Yeah. And and it's other characters in the film that we meet that are like, oh, when were you going to say you were Creed's son? Hey, when were you going to say that your your uncle is Rocky Balboa? And it's sort of like the film isn't going to spend any time on trying to fill you in on the events that happen. It's simply going to have other characters reference it <laughs> as yeah, if it's I mean, it, it doesn't happened. even mention, like, my question at the opening of the movie is, wait, how is he his son and just meeting the wife of Apollo Creed? And, like, even that, the answer to how he was born and whether that was known doesn't come out till like, 30 minutes into the movie. Like, yeah. it just isn't something they feel the need to tell you. It, and, it was kind of funny because, like, the kid's trying to do the math in his head, too. Yeah. In that flashback. Like, she's like, <laughs> he was my husband. And she's like, what? What? Hold on. Let me step back. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and so, basically, what's left taking away the nostalgia is a really good boxing movie. <laughs> like, I, I would say this does Southpaw significantly better than Southpaw did. Yeah, I um, think that's that's really, like, the big takeaway from the film. Yeah, and and I would say there's not much more than that in the sense that I don't feel like there are grand themes or amazing, mind-blowing moments in the movie. It's just a very, very good, very consistent sports movie maybe sports is the wrong word boxing in particular a fight yeah. movie yeah, yeah um and the fight choreography in this is just really really good i feel like there are, there are two major fights in the movie that you get to watch and the first one is done in this kind of long unbroken shot the camera just panning around him while he's preparing to go out into the ring and then goes out in the ring and then starts fighting. Got my gloves off. Got my gloves off. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just thought that that was really well done. It just built, it built the intensity just right. It gave you this feeling of being out there on a stage, the like performance aspect of fighting. I really enjoyed it. And, and then the second one is completely different. It does it very, jump cut highly stylized like slow-mos and speed ups and everything and that for the point in the movie where it comes also was just perfectly done i mean the, the choreography is just awesome in this movie um i also think the movie really rises and falls on michael b jordan's performance and he's great i mean he's a great actor yeah. I, I think sylvester stallone some people are giving him a lot of credit for the movie of how I think he just won like a nomination for the independent spirit award or something like that. Like he got some supporting actor nomination and I find that kind of ridiculous. I, I basically see him as just like a mannequin to remind us who Rocky was in the well, original so, movie. So, so here, here's, here's the thing is, so you didn't see Rocky Balboa as we already talked about in that film. I think that Rocky's performance, whether on purpose or not, is a huge part of why I love that film because he is old now. Like, mm -hmm. so when you when you see Rocky in um, the Expendables films, right? Which you shouldn't, but if you do, <laughs> when you see them, like he's been working out and he's covered in gear, so you can't see how like disgusting his skin is and stuff like that, right? When you see him in that film, whether it's mostly stunt doubles or not, whatever's going on there, you go like, oh. Yeah, that's the same Rocky we or not Rocky. It's the same Sylvester Stallone we're used to. But 
in Rocky Balboa, and especially in this film, he's old, he's slow moving, he's he's physically worn down from a life of 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 just getting the shit kicked out of him. So it's it's like that comes through whether it's star acting or not that still adds a lot to the character this is a man who is tired who is done with life and that plays so much sure no and i and i I do not mean to discount the importance of his character as a a point of the script like like it's important that rocky balboa is aging he's slower he may or may not be going through his own issues in this movie. Um, and, and yeah, of course, the movie does a great job with that. It's, there are a few times, the few times when I did recognize parallels to the original movies, it was very much juxtaposing Rocky back then to Rocky now. Yeah. And Rocky back then, it's the champion preparing to take over the world. And Rocky now is you really hoping he makes it up that, next step <laughs> before a melodramatic thing happens to him. Yeah, um, yeah. And and no, I mean that that works great for the movie. I'm not docking it. I just feel like his performance is still hard for me to take seriously. I, I think it's partly just the plastic surgery, the eyebrows that are constantly up in this kind of weird, <laughs> happy way. I mean, he's definitely are, still the are world the eyebrows heavyweight. Always up, or is the rest of his face just always down? <laughs> Hard to say. If there's a world heavyweight Botoxing championship, I think he's going to win that for sure. Um, but anyway, that's a minor complaint. Like Sylvester Stallone did not get in the way of the movie, and that is far better than I thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, Michael B. Jordan, he just makes a very easy to root for character who isn't all about idealism. He isn't all about like one tragedy in his past that he's avenging or any of those kind of unbelievable things we usually subscribe to a hero. He's a, a kid who wants to get out of his father's shadow and fight. And I, I think the way he handles that character where there's there's enough rage in him for you to believe that he needs this, but not enough like Jake Gyllenhaal to believe that maybe he shouldn't be doing this. Um, <laughs> I, he balances it really well. And yeah, just everything about the way the movie's constructed, it's just a great, fun hero worship movie. And I, I can't think of many things that could have done better. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this film. Um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a great ride. I thought it was really entertaining. I, like I love as you said that like when, when you're comparing it to Southpaw, as fun as Southpaw was, and as interesting a, a boxing film as it was, it's really a story about a guy. Like it falls in sort of that category of of like the characters in um, Foxcatcher, where like wrestling is those guys' thing, right? They'll never do anything that's not wrestling. And in and in Southpaw, like uh, you know. Hall's character is very much also that way like he 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 he's just a boxer like he lost everything he literally lost everything and now all he can do to even try to put his life back in order is to fight physically fight to fight metaphorically for trying to put back together his life in this film like when we meet Michael B Jordan's character he is super well off he has an amazing job that i'm assuming pays a lot and he goes you know what i'd rather fight professionally than 
work in a job where I have to wear a tie and a suit and crunch numbers for the man or whatever, right? So he he decides that he's just going to quit that without even having a plan and go off and and you know find track down Rocky and try to hopefully get him to help him train so that he can make something of himself. It's such a simple reduced story and it's really about a person like like as you said it's really the story about a person who has a goal that he wants for himself. It's not to prove anything to anybody other than himself. And that sort of makes the journey that much more impressive. Um, I I kind of don't like the mechanics of the story that allows him to sort of shortcut to the fights he needs to have. Um, but, you know, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm totally fine because they can't just bank that they're going to turn this into like 15 movies and like take their time with the story. They have to try to put everything they want to do into this one basket. Right. Um, but... Yeah, I think it's it, like Rocky Balboa. This is a film with a lot of heart, and there were definitely some like gut punching, like emotional moments that happened, and like, literal moments. Yeah, the literal moments too. Lots, lots of body shots. But I, I, there was like lots of moments where like I'm kind of just in it, and then a character will just say something, and I just have like this like inside flinch, like ugh, like I want to just like spew tears, mm-hmm. <laughs> like where it's just like out of nowhere, you're like I was fine, like literally three seconds ago, and then you just had to say like one sentence, which isn't even like that profound, but it still hit me because I'm so like engrossed in the film. So I, I, I really, I really, really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think maybe what I liked about it is similar to why I like Philadelphia and like the depiction of Philly in this movie, which is like Michael B. Jordan is coming from Hollywood, from Los Angeles. <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah, and he has everything already. You know, he has tons of money. He has a good job. He has a good ride. You know, he has whatever he could need. Um, And when he's going out to train with Rocky, he's going to this place where it is more about this no bullshit simplicity. We got a job to do. Let's keep our heads down and do it mentality. And I think the, the movie follows that train of thought really nicely where it doesn't make grander stakes than it needs to be. It it doesn't make it like where if, if Creed doesn't win the next battle, he's going to be nothing or he's going to lose his daughter or he'll have to retire or anything like yeah, yeah. It never does that. And, and when they're training, you feel that you don't feel that there's a, an urgency that like, this next round or this next thing we're hoping to do is everything. I, I feel like the movie never tries to put that on it. It Instead, it really is like, let's watch a guy who just wants to do what he wants to do. He's going to go to a place where people respect what he does, and then he's going to put in the hard work to get it done. And, and that's I, the thing, too, is the film constantly... I want to say beats you over the head, but I don't mean it that negative because I actually really liked the stylistic way they did it where like every single boxer he comes across whether or not he's fighting them, it like puts up their stats. Like it pauses the frame, does the the, the bell ring and then throws up the stats where you can see like, oh, this guy's never been knocked out before <laughs> or yeah. like this guy has X number of wins. And they're kind of making the point that like, yeah, everyone else is well-known and really good, and he's just a dude who happens to have a name that is important to people. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I like that, and I also like where the movie goes with it. 
I, I guess it isn't too much of a spoiler to say at some point in the movie, his name becomes relevant. And that also could have been a very grand dramatic, no, I'll never do this thing. But in, instead, it still becomes a kind of pragmatic, like, okay, I'll own it now. There, yeah. There's just not, there aren't many false stakes in this movie. And that makes it really hard to nitpick on anything. I mean, you you root for this character in the way that I would root for a friend who wants to become a boxer, where you can feel whatever you want about whether it's a good idea in the long run. I think, you know, his mother, uh, Mrs. Huxtable, <laughs> makes that pretty <laughs> makes that pretty clear. And the movie never does anything to challenge her belief. <laughs> like I don't think it even tries to tear it down. Yeah, it just says, okay, you can believe that. The way we choreograph the fights might make your belief even strengthened <laughs> in yeah, just yeah. how grisly they look. But he's going to do what he wants to do, and now we will root for him to accomplish his goal. Um, yeah, I like the simplicity of it. I think, I, I think so far a lot of movies I've liked this year have been about simplifying, just getting to the meat of a story where there is a goal, <laughs> there are people who work hard and achieve it in the end. Yeah, and and I think that like that's. I think it's something that you kind of need to do in, in in the world of film that we're in now where like everything is sequels and like extended second halves to stories that we've been waiting to see. <laughs> Shout out to Hungry Games. Mm -hmm. It is really nice to have like a very simple drawn back story where like it still has all the emotional beats. Like simplifying the story doesn't require you to simplify the emotion or the plot. Like it, it just remains don't 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 make things crazier than they have to be and i think this film is stronger for doing it and um in the end it's just a really really fun emotional uh good get behind type of film and also it, makes you want to leave the theater punching people oh yeah of course <laughs> I, I punched a few people on my way out um but so i think to the movie's credit too there are plot twists that I think pretty much everyone could see coming regarding the character. I, I don't even want to spoil it. There are some melodramatic moments that will happen in the movie. Um, and I think if the movie had been taking itself too over the top seriously, those moments would have rung false to me. It would have felt like unnecessary tear jerking. It would have seemed like just too convenient from a plot point of view. Um, but because the whole movie is basically about this, like these rugged guys who are just doing, doing what they want to do and trying to get by when it does become more flagrantly emotional. I, I feel that in the way I feel it when like your big jock friend suddenly becomes emotional. Like it, it doesn't matter if it's nuanced like that the world that they are living in isn't nuanced and you're not really watching it feeling nuanced. Yeah. So I think it just did a really good job with that. I mean, they, they could have had the cheesiest conversations ever in the final third of the movie. And I would have been completely on board because I know for these characters being cheesy and emotional is out of the ordinary for them. And it, it means they feel something. 
Yeah, and I, and I think that's like why I was talking about a few like little mini emotional gut punches where characters will say something, and it's like they say something. It's not. It's not that it's out of character. It's just they're breaking their composure in that moment and saying a line that like in and of itself isn't. It's not that it's like written so well. It's simply that like hearing that person say that thing hits you in a way that wouldn't hit you on paper. It's because they're saying it in that moment. Almost like they didn't think of it beforehand. They just <laughs> blurted it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's a similar reason, minus, of course, the true story behind the latter film, that Fast and F- or Furious 7 hit me <laughs> so hard, too. Yeah. Where ostensibly, I shouldn't care or at least relate to the lead characters in that movie. They are not me. And Rocky and Creed are not me either. But just the way it builds up this kind of raw, masculine, you know, male bonding situation, (laughs) I I really feel like when things do turn, it feels extremely earned in that moment. And there's no such thing as over the top anymore. Yeah, yeah. I feel you there. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention how nice it is to see Wallace and Avon Barksdale reunited from The Wire at last. I know you don't watch it, but people who watch it will will have also felt that in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Yes, the people who watch that are silently through the internet giving you some sort of signal that would mean they understand you and feel you. I feel it. <laughs> I will say it. Like My only real negative thing about this film, which I have to bring up just because it's fun and I like to do that sort of thing, is it, like there was a shot in the trailer that just made me mad. And I was like, if I just hope to God that there's some sort of context for the scene that doesn't make it stupid as hell. And of course there wasn't. It was just as dumb as it was in the trailer. And I'm speaking <laughs> of, of what I'm sure you can probably figure out what I'm talking about. It's stupid ass kids on motorcycles doing wheelies. I like in, that. In slow motion. I like, that. While he's, like, so, okay. So I'm fine with a montage sequence. I'm fine with running upstairs and throwing your hands up at the end like you're the champion for freaking running upstairs, which, by the way, it's hard for me to run upstairs, so I'm not knocking running upstairs. Arlo would have made his mark for that. (laughs) But but I just like, like, like the idea of somebody jogging and for absolutely no reason other than somebody thought that shot would look cool, they stack right next to the gym is like, a motorcycle group of people they're not even like it's not like it's a biker gang it's just kids that have quads and dirt bikes and for no reason he's like yeah my my montage sequence is almost over <laughs> get your motorcycles and then he starts sprinting as fast as he can and he's like oh, 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 oh. and then slow motion shot I completely enjoyed that, and I enjoyed it for two reasons. First, I feel like it was set up. Um, Rocky tells him when they first go to the gym, you kids ride around on two wheelies on motorcycles. <laughs> I remember him mumbling something about that. Yeah, so he was all, he was all oh, you uh, remember this because it'll be important later at the end of your montage sequence. <laughs> but, but any, and then also just the, the place that they are, that neighborhood of Philly, you are supposed to believe that kids there don't have much and they really care about this, about like the homespun hero. 
and you know Apollo Creed was a big deal for them. Now they find out this this new guy is in town. I was fine with it. But They're like, fans who, of his. He's a mini celebrity. He's it, running okay. around. Here's, here's they the get thing. on their bikes and do wheelies. Here's the here's the one thing, right? If he was walking out of his like whatever the tunnel is that leads to the actual ring where you're where you're gonna fight. If he was walking out of the tunnel and as he walked out, there was like fireworks firing off and dudes doing wheelies next to him on motorcycles, there's a context for that, right? He's being flashy and showy. But he's running towards and at nothing, right? Like, who are they all? Like, this is a formation they've done. This is a choreographed thing that they've done for no one. Like, that, that, that's, you don't do that. Like, that's not a thing that people would do. Right. If, if a bunch of people were riding down the streets and they were all trying to wheelie further than each other. Yeah, that would be fine. But like going on either side of them in a formation where you're going, let's ride, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the dumbest thing. It's the one thing in this film that feels like it's in a movie as opposed to being like a thing that could happen. It definitely feels like it's in a movie, but I'm totally fine with that. I, I very much enjoyed the movie that it was in. In that moment, it hit the the perfect emotional arc, I think. And even what what follows, I think he's shouting, shouting at Rocky, who you didn't even know was there. Like, why is he shouting at him? I don't know. I don't care. But, but I like it. All right. <laughs> I guess I'll let it go. Also, why did he not run walk out to the last fight with the, his girlfriend's song? <laughs> I did think that was going to happen. It just feels it, like it would that. be so out of place in a wrestling arena. It, it would, it would. Everybody's like, "What the hell is this song?" <laughs> or if he could have come out to living in America. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we good? We good? You know, Stephen. Oftentimes in the ring, this guy right there in the mirror—that's who you're fighting against. It's not the <laughs> other guy. It's you. <laughs> I, I believe that he fought a mirror. Not knowing it was actually him. <laughs> uh, he's but even that, even even those kind of cheesy lines of dialogue of pep talks, they they worked on me completely in this movie. No, yeah, no, they they totally did. Like li- literally, besides the motorcycle thing, I, I loved every moment of this whole film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the verdicts. Mm-hmm. All right, Stephen, if you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for until pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Must-see. It's boatloads of fun. <laughs> it's more fun than 12 hours a day punching a punching bag. <laughs> yeah. It, it is more fun than... God damn it, I got nothing. <laughs> it's more fun than doing wheelies on dirt bikes. In the middle of Philly. It's more fun than Southpaw and the good dinosaur combined. (laughs) Uh, It's more fun than a punch in the face. More fun than a plate of pasta and Adrian's. (laughs) It's more fun than a bottle of Four Roses. You're going to replace my voice with Sylvester Stallone, right? Actual Sylvester Stallone, yeah. Yeah. It's the only way it'll redeem this attempt at an impression. It'd be like, I heard Stephen Miller. <laughs> His impression's not so good. I mean, I know I got punched in the face a lot, but I don't sound like that. <laughs> and he'll give you a special message. 
I'm, I'm him after he got reconstructive vocal cord surgery to <laughs> match his eyebrows. All right. Well, anyways, must see from me. <laughs> got to get that out there too. But uh, yeah, that is a review. I, I'm really glad that we got to have created on a weekend where we had to watch The Good Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I agree. This definitely made up for it. And I almost didn't watch it. But after seeing The Good Dinosaur, I had to had to wash it down with something. Yeah. And even a new Rocky movie after The Good Dinosaur, you would come running to... With <sighs> Jokes like that are going to put me six feet from the edge. Six feet... Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember anything. <laughs> All right, well, if, if people want to remind you what the actual... Uh, lyrics are Steven where can they get in touch with you uh, you can follow me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com you can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to know when the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com you can use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW at 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will be Creed. Not the soundtrack to the movie, but some good old Creed. Luckily, Michael B. Jordan gets taken to the place where blind men see. <laughs> what were the keyboard clicks earlier? Are you looking up lyrics? No, no, no. Okay. It's all up here. Just had to tap into my sixth grade memory. Gotcha. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this review of Creed. Um, we enjoyed bringing it to you. And uh, if you like the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes or just a star review. You don't have to. Get, you don't have to actually write anything. But if you want to write anything, that's cool too. And, uh, yeah, so... If any other podcasts want to have a televised fight with us, I'm okay with it. A televised fight? Yeah. I just want to put a roof over my children's head. (laughs) Well, we got to check on our parents' name for that fight, though. Otherwise, there's no money involved. (laughs) But, yes, uh, we're actually starting a Patreon for, um, Steven and I are going to punch each other. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And most of the Patreons just to fund the uh, the medical bills after we're done fighting each other. All the weird stitches and things that happen when our eyes become filled with blood, as I've learned this year, happens every time you box people. Yeah. Because every movie has to make a point of that now. Ah, it's so gross too. Like it, it. Uh, that that's like when I think about the when I think about how amity I am, and I'm like, I don't think I could punch somebody like in the face. I I just envision. The, the aftermath of that like I can't like it, I can't mid-swing not see in my face the damage that a fist striking a face does I would need to be in like a mortal damage to really punch somebody in the face yeah well that's why you punch to kill it's, it's a mercy <laughs> punch <laughs> a five, five finger death bomb or whatever <laughs> <laughs> alright should we get out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> sweet Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Just with nothing. <laughs>
have my sign off. Just stay with it. <laughs> I have the tiger. I'm out. <laughs>